Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm pretty pumped to be joined by the gorgeous Katie Decker, but you have a new last name now, right? I don't think I'm going to change it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep Decker. Go you. Talk yeah. to me about this modern woman. I love this. I know. I know. I mean, I think, you know, I just, that's just who I am. It's just my name. We're, we're having a baby, and so our baby will have his last name, but... I, he doesn't care at all, and I just want to keep my last name. And, you know, I think I'm, oh, I'm open to, like, changing my mind. Like, let's say, like, in a year or two, it's just, like, too annoying to have a different name as my kid. Like, I'm happy to change it. But right now, I just don't want to. And he's like, that's fine. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Isn't that exciting to live in a time where you don't have to – There's, I mean, yes, there's, like, societal norms or whatever. But, like, right. you don't – it's not a big deal if you don't want to do that as a woman. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny. My mom keeps sending us stuff that's like monogrammed with an M and I'm like, okay, mom, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's his last name? Murtis. Murtis. Okay. So your yeah. mom is like all about, she's like, you need to be Katie Murtis right now. So funny. But, um, but yeah, no, I think it's just like, maybe it's just too much too soon. You know, Maybe I just need a second. <laughs> you need a second to process all this. So let's kind of like run through what's been going on. First off, for everyone listening, Katie Decker is a boss. You brought Pure Bar to Nashville when you were like in your early 20s. You were just yeah, 22. 22 years old and you start opening up Pure Bar Studios all over Nashville, which for anyone who doesn't know Pure Bar, y'all go check it out. But Pure Bar is like this incredible workout that just does like tiny movement, muscle movements and like, I mean, you explain what Pure Bar is and how you got the nerve to do that at 22. Yes. And that's how we first met. Mm -hmm. Way back. Yep, back when I used to work out. Now I've completely given it up. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. Oh, thank you. Um, well, yeah, so I opened my first one in Green Hills in 2009. So I was 22, like about nine or 10 months out of college. And Pure Bar, 
um, is like a total body workout. And I would just, I pretty much just say it's a female workout. Like we're happy for men to come, but the whole workout was designed for a woman's body. So I feel like it, I feel like, you know, it's just fine to embrace that. Like, of course, if a guy wants to come, we're happy with it, but the workout is, you know, I mean, you've taken it, you know, it helps you get like toned, lean arm, tight core, lifts your butt, tries to slim your thighs, you know. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not heavy weights. It's all like little weights and repetitive movements. Yes. It's like very lightweight, two or three pounds, or you're just using like your body weight for the, you know, for the strength building. So it's really not dance. I feel like that sometimes it's really not ballet. It's kind of ballet positions, but you're not dancing. You'll kind of get into a position and hold it and, you know, move around a few inches up and down or circle your hips or just anything to stay in that like isolated movement. Um, but yeah, it's, we use a ballet bar. We use, it's kind of like Pilates and ballet postures combined. And then you got awesome music rocking the whole time. Yeah. It's definitely not like a Zen workout. It's like really loud music the whole time. And, um, and it's broken up into sections. Like you do like three different sections each class. Yeah. So we do a warm up, which will be like all of your weight work. So we do like all of our arms in the beginning and then we move on to thigh work and you work your butt, which we always call seat in class, seat work. seat work. And then, and then we do core. Yeah. So broken down and it's like, we have 45 minute and 50 minute classes. And it is hard. I mean, pure bar is hard holding those poses. Sometimes like your legs start wobbling so much. You're like, my legs are going to like give out from underneath me or my arms are literally going to fall off my body. <laughs> totally. And every uh, section you're, we're trying to work the muscle to fatigue. So that's why you'll start shaking. Um, but the cool part is after, after you work the sections as hard as you can, you stop and you stretch. That's so like, key. yeah. And that is kind of the biggest part of what helps to create long lean muscles is to stretch your muscles while they're warm and while they're warmed up uh, rather than just stretching when you're cold before work, like before a workout. So all throughout the class, you know, probably four or five different times we stop and stretch. Yeah. So, yeah. A little secret gold nugget right there. Yes. And probably since you've been coming, we have a cardio class now, which is just like you come out completely soaked, drenching, uh, which is good, you know, because I think when we first started, we just had our basic class. And, and even though it was really good for toning, uh, people wanted something else. Like they wanted to be able to not have to then go for a jog or whatever, you know, because some people really like to get like a really good sweat. Yeah. And so now we have both. So I feel like, so what it is, it's just kind of pure barbet ramped up faster. So bigger movements and we wear like wrist weights and ankle weights and oh. kind of crank the heat up. Oh, <laughs> so kind of like hot yoga in a way. Like, yeah, like I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like quick and it's 45 minutes and just big movements and like little cardio bursts. So we'll be doing like push ups or, squats or squat jumps or mountain climbers kind of all throughout the class like intermittently to just keep your heart rate up um so that class is awesome it's a good addition for sure so how have you as a business owner been navigating owning a business where you need people to come during COVID? <laughs> and yeah. almost, i mean pure bar is popping it is like one of those things that like you got to sign up early or else you're on the wait list or you can't get in so i mean you always have tons of clients so how have you navigated this wild season i know it's been so crazy well we closed for um 
nine weeks. We were closed. Was that really like a hit on you? I mean, like, how do you do that? Because you have all your overhead and everything. Yes, it was. Um, it was a really weird time. Everything. Like, how do you keep afloat yeah. during that? Yeah, it was. It was very stressful, and um, it was kind of one of those things. I was just trying to take one day at a time because it was like too overwhelming to try to to try to keep thinking like, well, what if, or what if, and there was really no way to plan because, you know, we went into it thinking everyone thought, Oh, 14 days. <laughs> and then it just kept adding on. Um, but what we did is we offered virtual classes okay. to try to keep our members active and not have everyone, you know, cancel their memberships. Yeah. So we offered live stream classes every day, seven days a week. And that helped a lot. And do them. What'd you say? Did people do them? Yeah. Yeah. I would say like maybe 75% of our members, we gave them the option if they wanted to freeze their account, like if they wanted to just freeze, they could, or they could just stay active and do live stream. And I was so surprised at people's honestly, like mental strength to like be able to do it from home. Cause I don't like, I don't know that I, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's, you have to be very motivated to go open up your laptop or your iPad and like work out in your kitchen or your living room or whatever, you know, but I was super impressed. But a lot of people came back and they said like, it's just giving me some normalcy to like have a routine to just get up and make myself work out. So we, we offered a class every morning and that helped um, probably retain like maybe 75% of my members, which was good. Um, and then we just kind of kept taking a day at a time. And then we ended up opening at the very end of May, reopening. How was that? Was it nerve wracking? Yes. Because I mean, I don't know if people would show up or it's like, how do we keep the studio clean enough? You, you know, wear a mask or can you not wear masks? Like, how do you do it? So we require masks in the studio at all times until they're actually in their spot to work out. Then they can take it off while they're working out if they want to. Just because I can't imagine trying to work out with a mask on. You would hyperventilate. Yeah, for sure. So they wear it into the studio and then they have to put it back on as soon as they're done working out to exit. And we literally don't let people come. We, we let them enter one at a time. So like somebody, they, they kind of wait at the door in a line, come in, put their stuff in the lockers and then go to their spot in the room. And all the spots are marked with an X and they're like 10 feet apart. So, and you don't share any equipment, you know, you have like your weights and your, your tube and you don't, you don't share it, you know, you're not like switching spots. It's not like a circuit. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, we can just sanitize that whole area before the next group comes in. And we have like 45 minutes between classes to clean. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've definitely had a lot of people cancel their memberships that just aren't ready to come back. And maybe they're just kind of sick of live streams. So we're still offering live streams. So I'm open now, but we also have live stream mm -hmm. for the people who aren't who aren't ready to come back in. So it's a lot kind of going on, um, but we're just trying to do anything we can to help people feel comfortable. Um, but we're only laying 10 people in a class. Okay. So you're dramatically <laughs> so shrunk. Yes, yeah, normally it's like 25. Yeah. So we're only laying 10 in a class. Um, and I just started off with a small schedule and then every week if there's more people, I'll just add another class. Um, so we're just trying to like, and we just sanitize everything before and after class. But, uh, and we take temperatures when they come in and I mean, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. that's a great way to navigate. Honestly, do you think you'll keep the live streams up even when you're with the world, if it ever turns back to normal? Do you think you'll keep it going? 
I don't feel, I don't see it ending anytime soon. Cause it's kind of a great just, option, you know? It is. Yeah. Cause we've even offered live stream memberships where people can just, you know, pay a lot less than if they were coming into the studio and just take it home. Um, so we're still doing that. I, I don't see it ending anytime soon. I mean, do you, I I just don't, I don't. And I think too, like for someone like me, like I have so, and I'm, I don't know how you'll navigate doing all the things you do and having a baby. But now that I have Sunny, like it is so hard. And I'm full-time mom. Like I don't have any help. I, I did before right. COVID started. I had to have some babysitters come over, but now it's like, I just haven't gotten back into that world. And it's just us all the time. And I'm like, I don't have time to go to a workout class right, or, right. Leave or whatever. So to have the option to do it in your own home is really that is the one thing I think has kind of been a good side effect of COVID is we figured out how to bring so much into our own homes. Yeah. I mean, there's so many obviously terrible downfalls of COVID, but to me, right. that's one of the good things is it's made everything a little more virtual in some aspects. Yeah, I think so too. And, um, you know, not a lot of my world is meetings, just not, just not, but even, I think for so many people realizing they can work from home and don't have to go into the office all day long is like, I feel like so many people won't be going back like I to agree. normal schedules, you know? Totally. It's good though. You know, I feel like everyone was just way too busy. Yes. It's definitely somebody, there's some quote I saw that's like, when we do creep back into life, like make sure you you're choosy about what you bring back in. Like, you know, yeah. don't, don't bring back all the bullshit we were doing before. Like be, right. Choosy. Okay, so how did you get the balls to start this at 22 years old? I mean, that's a big risk. Isn't that funny? Like, looking back now, I'm 34. I'm like, that was a really big risk. And I don't even know that I'd have the balls to do it now. I think it was because I was so young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get, you I, know? Get that. I get that. Totally. Now I'd be weighing out the financial part of it and, the risk you know, the just reward. I would be thinking about it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was a senior in college, I went to Samford in Birmingham. When I was a senior in college, um, I went, or the summer before I started my senior year, I went to visit my best friend from college and she lived in Lexington, Kentucky, just for like a weekend, just to hang out. And there was a pure bar there. And she said, come on, we have to go take this class. I've been taking it all summer. It's so fun. Let's go do it. So we went and took a class and I instantly like fell in love with the workout and thought it was super cool. So challenging. So during my senior year, I was majoring in exercise science. And so I was trying to figure out if I wanted to go to like PT school or kind of, I was just weighing out a few different things. And I had done personal training all through college just as a side job. And did it, I didn't like love it, but I wanted to do something in the fitness and health field. So when I took Pure Bar, I just had the idea of like, okay, if this can work in Lexington, Kentucky, it can work in Nashville. You know, it's similar demographic, but just much smaller there. So I was like, it can totally work Nashville. And I come from a, my dad owns small businesses. So that part, I guess, just didn't intimidate me. I thought I can figure it out. Um, so during my senior year, I reached out to the founder about opening one in Nashville. And how do you and reach out to the founder? I mean, that's, like I just, that's, it takes balls. Like figure out who started this and then just go talk to them. <laughs> right, so I just literally, you know, Google is that what we did in college in 2008 was like googling I'm not sure but I was looking it up you know I was like looking up pure bar and there was just an email like info at and so I reached out and at the time like if you clicked on locations it just said there were like two 
So I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to email and ask. I was like, you know, would you ever open one of these in Nashville? And honestly, I was thinking on a smaller scale at the time. I'm kind of remembering now. I was thinking on a smaller scale. I'm like, maybe I could like work at one in Nashville or something like that. So I reached out and she said, we would love to open one in Nashville. We just have to find the right owner. And then, of course, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I could own it, you know? So... I went through the application process when I was still in college. And then right after I graduated, I had an interview with her. The girl, her name is Carrie Rezebeck, the girl who founded it. And she approved me to open one in Nashville. And I was 22. You're like, wait, is there some mistake here? What's happening? Yeah, it's crazy. And so the funny thing is, I had plans to go travel with my sister. We went to New Zealand, Australia, Thailand, like did the whole Asia thing. And I literally told her like, I'll let you know, like, I'm going to get back to you on this. Isn't that funny? I got to go travel the world real fast. I'm going to like think about it and then I'll, I'll hit you up. Let me, let me think about it, which is so funny. Cause now I think if you're trying to apply for a pure bar, you have like 30 days to like, make a decision, you know, like if you get approved, it's like 30 days and you have to sign. You were in on the ground floor pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So the demand wasn't so high. I was so lucky though, that I got like a market like Nashville. So basically I went and traveled. Yeah. And then came back and I think it was around, around September. I decided for sure. And, um, my parents said that they would, um, give me like half the amount of money that I needed of course, as a loan to pay them back. And they were like, you have to figure out the rest. Um, so, the rest? well, I actually, um, at the time had a friend that I went to Samford with that, um, had gotten drafted to the Titans and he was looking to invest in something. So it just, I feel like, you know, it was just one of those things. God just like put it in my lap and I, and I like just went with it. Like it just all worked out. So he was looking to invest in something and he's no longer involved. I paid him back and I paid my parents back How pretty quickly. How feel though to take those loans, those big loans that, you, that are, you know, probably hanging over your head a little bit from people that you love and respect and, totally. you know, and then, but how good does it feel when you get to pay them back because you're successful? I, I mean, I that has to be such a day to yes. forget. To like write them a check back and be like, thank you. And you know, it's so funny. Again, I don't know that I would be able to do that right now, especially from a from like a friend. I know. Here, let me the take this that, money. The fact that you asked your friend who for money, like, I mean, that takes balls too. But that just shows that like, you're like, this is working. This is what I'm supposed to do. I love. Yeah, it. I, I would be. I know. Scared, I think. It's crazy. I think that I must have just really believed in the concept, and I guess believed in myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's like just I think I just thought this will work. I just know it's gonna work. It's gonna work. It's and gonna so work. Yeah. And, you I, know, just, I think having that um the confidence of youth behind you too, like you said, because sometimes we yeah. get a little older and we overanalyze stuff and we start doubting ourselves. Like I think that you just knew you were gonna do it and it was gonna be awesome and you didn't doubt yourself at all. <laughs> yeah, and I think when you get older too and you've had life failures and things not work then you realize maybe how risky things are. And when you're younger, you're just more naive. But in that sense, it worked out in a good way because I wasn't questioning, questioning myself on it. I was like, 
I know I can run a business. I know that this workout technique is successful. So now I just got to figure out how to get it open, you know? Um, so yeah, I, so when it was all said and done, I signed on in December of 2008 and then had it open by March of 2009. And how and was it, that? How was the opening process, getting the clients, getting the word out? How did you do all that? Yeah. So it was really cool. Actually, the Tennessean, um, caught wind that I was, so by that time the founder had, um, opened up. So she started it. Her original one was in Detroit and then her brother lived in Lexington and she had him open one there. So that's how that one was there. And then since those two were so successful, she moved to California and, um, started opening them there. So by the time that I opened, there were, uh, three in San Diego and one in LA. So I was actually number six that opened. Um, and so the Tennessean caught wind of it and put this big article in the paper about an LA based workout coming to Nashville. It. Yeah. And I had like, I remember it was like something like 189 like phone calls of people wanting to sign up before I opened. Stop. Yes. Katie, like so it was crazy. So you were like booked before you even opened. Yeah. Like I had, I never had. Did it just stay like that? Just the flow started immediately? Yeah. I remember to this day I had one empty class. It was like three weeks in a random Wednesday at noon. No one came. But besides that, every class had people in it. This is great. This is working. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I op it was like filled of dreams. Literally. It was like, I opened up the business. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so awesome because not everyone's that lucky when they first open a location for it to be busy from the beginning. Um, but I think Nashville was so ready for more workout concepts. Boutique fitness was not really even a thing at that time. I think there was like one yoga studio in Nashville and one Pilates studio. And that was it. So I think um, people were just so ready. And I think the area that I opened it was perfect. My original studio was on Crestmore. In Green Hills. Right there by Green Hills That's Mall. Right by the mall. Yeah. yeah. The mall is such a good little epicenter. Yeah. And so, yeah, I opened the doors and people just came. And the, the I mean, the workout itself is effective, which you know. And so, pure bar you know, that's, when I was doing Pure Bar all the time, I had one of my favorite versions of my body. I've had a lot of versions of my body. And that was definitely <laughs> one of my favorite versions of my body. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. We definitely have all, we all have versions. Yeah. <laughs> one of my friends said um, one time, like, Pure Bar will give you the best body. Pure Bar will give you the best body that God gave you. Like, it'll give you your best body. Yes. Because I love it because it keeps it all toned and lean. But yet, like, everything's lifted. Your butt's lifted. Your your arms are toned. Like, yeah. you're, it's just, you feel, I got to get back into it. Dang it. Now that I'm talking about this, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to get my pure body back. <laughs> I know. It's good. I know. And I can't imagine, like, finding the time, like, being See, a honestly, mom. that's why I'll do the virtual. The virtual is, yeah. like, something I could totally get involved with. Yes, yes. And I think you just have to, like, okay, be like, okay, for a week, I'm going to get up and do this every day, and then it'll just become a habit, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. Make yourself push through those first few times, and then you're like, okay, and then you'll start wanting to do it. So what have you learned being a business owner, taking this risk, getting investments from your family and a friend, like opening a brand new type of business that has never been done before? 
What have you learned over this past decade that you have been doing? Over a decade now, what, 12 years? Yeah, almost 12, like 11 right now, 11 and a half. Yeah. What have you gathered from this? I mean, this is a big deal. And now you've got several locations. What do you have, like three or four locations? So over the past 11 years, I've opened up seven pure bars. You have but, seven pure bars? But I've sold five of them. So I'm down, so I have two. Yeah. Is it too much having seven? Was that just like, how did you manage so, that plus have a life? Yeah. At, at one time, I, so the most I had at one time was five. Um, and before I opened the next two, I had sold two. So I ventured into Georgia. So I had three in Atlanta at one point. Um, so I've opened up three in Atlanta and then three and then four in Tennessee. And then sold five of them over the last 11 years. And um, for different reasons, like some of them, it was like I got a really great offer I couldn't say no to. And some of them, um, it just wasn't working. Like they needed a local owner. They needed someone more involved. And I think you just have to be able to humble yourself enough to be like, this isn't working. This location isn't working and, or whatever it is in business or life and just be like, okay, you know, just kind of like not necessarily they were losing money, but they just weren't, they weren't making money. It's kind of like I was breaking even and it was some really tight niche suburban areas in Atlanta. And they're like, and I was in and out. I wasn't there all the time. And they just wanted someone local that knew the area. And um, so I ended up selling some of them to teachers or um, other owners, you know, in the same state. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's really helped me, because I still own my Green Hill studio and- um, Your original baby. Yes. And I think the thing that's made it work is relationships with the clients and, um, being able to change things up when they're not working, like just That's really okay. being, so being, flexible. yeah, yes. And just reassessing like, okay, is what I was doing that used to work still work. And sometimes there are some things that I've been doing since the beginning that still work and some things that, that don't. And I, I think you just have to have a really good pulse on, or for me, I've just had to keep a really good pulse on, um, what the clients want, what they need and just, I think my biggest tool is having like an excellent staff, just having like the best people working in the studio. How do and you find that staff? I think it's just being so picky and hiring. And what I have been able to do to keep my staff excellent is if I can't find the right hire, I just pick up the slack. So some I've gone through phases where I'm teaching eight classes a week because I need to teach more and I'll go through phases where I'm teaching one class a week because I have like an excellent staff. Um, and I think I've had the flexibility to do that because I've not had kids yet, you know, um, wasn't married and just have poured the, have poured the last decade into, into my businesses and being able to run all around and, and, and do what they, what I need to do for them. Um, but I think being able to like step up and play all the roles. And I think it's important to know how to do all the jobs that your staff does. I totally, totally agree because then it's like, not are you, you're not just like this high level telling people what to do. You're like, no, I've been in, in every single role. I know what everything needs. And not only have you been in every role, you've brought your 100% to every single role. So you have 
the obviously you have the right to expect that as the employer in general, but you've also walked the walk and given it your best. So you know what is needed. Yeah. And that way you know how to relate to with what they're going through or when you're telling them how to do something or how not to do something, you've been there and you've done it. Exactly. Yes. And it's so much more effective to have personal experience to relate yes. to. Yeah. So what are um, the things that you look for in a staff? Like how do you know when you have found an excellent hire? What are the traits you look for? Yeah. Um, I definitely look for people who are excited to work for you and aren't just looking for a job. That they that they love pure brother, they love the technique and they love the environment that we've created and they want to be a part of the community. Um, and I also look for people who I mesh with because I feel like you do want diversity, of course, but you also need to kind of vibe with the person that's working with you or it's going to be just uphill. I feel like the whole time. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense, like you don't want to be butting heads because you don't see eye to eye on what your end goal is. Totally. Like you can have all different types of people, but y'all's mentality on what you're going for needs to be the same. Totally. I think so. And for, for what I do and I work closely with them, you know, I, I talk to all my staff, you know, all the time. Um, I just want to get along easily, you know? So I look for that and I look for hard workers and, um, I think it's just a vibe you get when you sit down and you talk to them, you kind of pick up on, are they going to be a hard worker? Or are they already telling me all the all the times they can't work, all the things they can't do? Are or are they telling me? Are they a possible yeah. person? Yeah, totally. I think you just have to know what you want. Whereas if you want someone that's super flexible, if you want someone who will always go the extra mile, if you want someone who, um, you know, doesn't mind, you know, making sure that you're very open and honest about what the job is what it requires. Don't kind of keep anything back that you think they might not want to do. Tell them the whole, the whole lot of it, the good, the bad, the ugly of what their job description is, making sure that they're down with it. I feel yeah. like, and, um, I think a lot of it comes down to gut, like a gut feeling on someone. I feel like I've kind of done my whole business that way. Like I feel like I opened pure bar cause I had a gut feeling it was a good idea. And I think it's one of those things if I look back on the maybe mistakes I've made, maybe I went against a gut feeling. So I think you have to be able to learn from that too. Because um, I had some, I had, you know, I've had some locations that look back on and I'm like, why did I open that one? Was that a good idea? Why did I have that business partner? Because I've had a few partners over the years. Um, and I'll look back and now I just, the ones that I own right now, I own solo. And I think, you know, you just have to think about different decisions you've made. And I feel like following your gut kind of always keeps you on the, in the, on the right track. I totally agree. Everything I've done that has like been a forced force. Like it sounds like, it sounds like a good idea. The opportunity looks like it's there, but it's like, I have resistance the whole way getting it to happen. It's like, it's not like, everything's falling into place and it's just, yeah. of course, like you're always going to have hard work, but there's a difference yeah. between hard work and it's enforcing something. Forcing something. And I have done the same thing, Katie. I have forced so many things and I just have to have it happen because it feels like if I don't do it, I'll miss this opportunity or it's just a great right. situation. And then you're like, Oh, that was not that I forced that. What have you learned about having business partners? Because that's a whole nother ball of worms. 
Yes. Um, I've actually had some successful business relationships with friends, but I know that that's not always um, the case. I think the biggest thing I've learned is no matter how close you are with someone, get every single thing in writing. Yeah. Get a really good attorney and go over every single scenario and have, have a whole plan in writing because you just, you never know what will happen. You never know how, what life changes will come up, what stressors will come onto that person or that relationship and people change. Um, things change, scenarios change. And if you just like have it all laid out to what you're going to do in every scenario, it takes out um, kind of like the ugly part of maybe a business partnership. Um, That's smart. How did you know how to do that? I didn't do it uh, the first time around. <laughs> so you learned, you learned. Well, I learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I learned the hard way that thinking like, Oh, uh, I'm friendly with this person. When we get to that time, we'll figure it out. And you horrible idea. That time and it was yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy um, to figure out like an exit strategy or who gets, you know, what money or do you have to pay the, you know, buy this person out or how is all this working? And so, yeah, I learned the hard way. And I think that was, that was the downfall of being 22 and maybe not taking all the advice I should have and just doing it sloppy. So then moving on knowing like, okay, even as painful or as annoying as this is in the beginning of a, of a partnership, you just got to have it all. And that's like business one-on-one, like that shouldn't be hard. But for me, I thought, oh, this is fine. It's all fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, just not knowing enough and then like just learning the hard way. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. That's so true, though. Just to get it all out front in writing. And then here comes a situation. You're like, listen, we talked about it. Here it is. I mean, it's just business, not personal. Right. 
Totally. And I think just being able to personal part out of it, like you said. Exactly. Um, so I think that that part uh, is just key. And then, and then, you know, making sure with the partner that you, for the most part, maybe 90% of everything you kind of have the same goal, like yeah. you were talking about, you know, have the same end goal and want the same thing, then you're probably fine, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't know, I've never gotten into business with someone that I don't know at all. Like that's just like an investor or someone random. I've never, I've never really ventured down that. So I think that would be a whole different. And in those situations, probably a lot easier to just be like, this is business. Let's do it this way. But with someone that, you know, you kind of have to be a little more careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think now that you are mom bear, babies come in in fall, fall into fall, um, yeah, uh, end of September. Oh end of God. September. Soon. Yeah. Okay, so baby is coming soon. You are now a wife, which I want to talk about your love story because it is so crazy and so perfect for you. You wild uh -huh. mountain hiking woman. Um, but do you think now you've you've owned seven pure bars? You've had partners. You've learned all this stuff. You've had great success. Now you have two pure bars that you probably feel very comfortable running that you have like a groove with. Do you think you will stay? And let's not forget K&L swimsuit. You have a whole swimsuit line called K&L, which is amazing, which I want to talk about how you got into that just on top of everything else because you didn't have anything <laughs> to do. Um, do you think that you'll kind of just stay with what you have right now while you're moving into this new season? Or are you always one of those people that just wants to keep growing and moving and shaking. I mean, cause like having a baby and being a wife is a big, big move on top of. Yeah. That. Yeah. So what's your plan with like your businesses? Yeah. So I will keep my studios, but I'm going to step back for several months and take like a true maternity. Um, I've wanted to be a mom for so long and I'm so pumped about it and I don't want to like rush back too soon. I just want to like have that time. It's also going to be fun too. Cause I'm like, we're heading into winter and I feel like we're just going to like hibernate and like, cuddle up and, and 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 we're in the middle of a pandemic i can't go anywhere with the newborn anyways which is kind of a blessing honestly yeah so you don't have to go uh, such a weird time i'm invited to a wedding a couple weeks into october and i kept thinking well maybe i'll feel like going it'll be fun to get out of the house and then i'm like what am i thinking i can't go be around hundreds of people and then come home with the newborn right now like no I just like COVID. It's so hard to just sink in sometimes. I know the COVID. It's like the COVID brain. I feel the same way. I'm like living in my little bubble of like my bubble <laughs> and sunny, and then like a few people that we hang out with very just like are very scarcely. It's like oh, life is kind of normal, and then you get out in the world. And I'm like no, this is not normal. Nothing is normal. And no. everything is effed right now. Yes, yes. Oh. So. Um, we're gonna keep my studios and uh, keep running them, and I'll just have some staff kind of step up and go into because I've kind of ebbed and flowed with how my staffing structure has been. Um, right now, I don't have a true manager, but I have someone that's gonna step up and do that when I step back. Um, and I'm just gonna take like a true maternity and kind of hibernate and just have fun with all that because I really, besides during quarantine, I mean, I have a business that's open. 364 days a year we only close on Christmas and that's been for 11 years you know so it's just been this constant thing and um so I'm excited to just kind of take some time and but yeah I fully plan to you know keep the studios um and then what else did you ask me 
Well, I want to ask you about how you met Patrick, your husband, because he like, he's, you're super crazy, athletic, like adventurer, mountain woman, doing all of the crazy, (laughs) wild world activities that you can. And he, you met Patrick. He's like a mountain climber. He's like, goes off for months and will climb mountains. Y'all met hiking in like the depth of some out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, okay. So our background is that we met in 2009, right when I got back and was opening Pure Bar and he, or I guess. known him forever. Oh my God. I didn't know that. And he was, um like a, a grade behind me and he went to MTSU and we, we met through a friend when I was kind of in that interim period. I guess I got home, I guess I graduated in 2008 and was at home and um, before I opened Pure Bar and that's like when we kind of met and hung out and it just wasn't, we met through a friend at a fraternity party at MTSU. You didn't say that and I didn't hear you. I just said we met through a friend. Oh. I didn't say, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, and so I liked him right away. And it was just kind of funny timing because the guy that we met through, I guess, was interested in me and that was his buddy. And it was just one of those things like he felt bad, like, yeah, you know, also when you're 21 or whatever, you're like, bro code, I can't, but I didn't like that other guy, but yeah. he, he was buddies with them. So he thought like, oh, I can't cross that line or really take Katie out or whatever. It's such a so big we, deal when you're in your early 20s, all that. So stuff. Of course, you know, I think we hung out a couple times and then he was like, we better not, like, I don't feel good about the timing. And so that was kind of it. And then I got busy with Pure Bar and he graduated and then he moved away and that was it. And then we lost touch for a really long time. And then at some point, um, we started following each other on Instagram years and years and years later. And he saw that I was in San Francisco. This was like summer of 2000. 18 he saw I was in San Francisco and reached out to me slid in the DMs is that where he lives that's where he lived yeah and I didn't even realize that and he was like are you in town and um I was like yeah and so he came and hung out with me I was there visiting a friend so he came and hung out with us and it was literally just that it was like it was like game over was it like sparks flying yes what was it about him that you just like okay because here's the thing everyone listening Katie Decker has been the hottest commodity in Nashville. Like, she has been single. No, I am like, everybody who try to date you would try to date you. You're beautiful. You're talented. You're smart. You are a badass business owner. You're a kind soul. I mean, you are the perfect 10. And you have just been so picky. Like, you have not been having it with any of these guys. So what was oh it? You're such it? an angel for saying all that. Um, the truth. What was it about Patrick? I think it was just really easy and um, also timing too. You know, I think I was in the right headspace and it was really crazy. So I was in the middle of training to go um, hike the John Muir Trail in California with my dad. And And this was what was so nuts. So he comes out to San Francisco, haven't talked to him in years and years and years besides just following each other on Instagram, but we didn't even message on Instagram. It's not like we were friendly or, you know, we didn't chat on Instagram before we just followed each other. So he literally, we've been talking for 15 minutes or hanging out. And I said, well, I'm getting ready to come back to California to hike the John Muir trail with my dad. And he said, you're joking me. He goes, I leave in a week to go hike it with my mom. Stop. 
totally crazy. And so the, the John Muir Trail is in like the back country in California and it's a 214 mile trail. And, um, it was just why it was just so weird, you so know, cause on the trail at the same time. I literally started two days after he and his mom finished. It was too nuts. It was nuts. So y'all are so, so y'all are so lined up. Cause who even knows yeah. about that trail or wants to hike it? I mean, y'all exactly. <laughs> exactly. It is like dork hiker knowledge situation. Like who even does that? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like true backpacking, you know, where you're like literally in a tent, you know, every night and no cell phone service the whole time and bring all your food with you, all of that. Um, so we talked on the phone for like three or let's see, I guess we talked on the phone, maybe it was a couple weeks before uh, he and his mom left. And then we talked on the phone and kind of just like fell in love. And he basically, he was getting ready to move back this way. He's from North Carolina. And so he said, you know, right when you finish the trail, I'm about to drive across the country uh, to move back to North Carolina. Do you want a road trip with me back? So <laughs> literally our first date, after that time we hung out in San Francisco was an 11 day road trip. Perfect. I mean, what a way to get to know someone, especially you adventurers. Like y'all love all that stuff. I mean, this is like the best way to start your relationship. Yes. So the first time I saw him after San Francisco, uh, he picked me up from the airport. After my dad and I got off the trail, he picked me up from the airport and we went on an 11 day road trip and it was also going to be his 30th birthday. So we took a little detour and like went up to Canada and went to Banff and like came back down. And it was so funny. Cause my mom was like, are you sure you want to do this? And I she know, goes, I'm like, is your dad cool? Just sending you off with some random dude for 11 days after he's hiking. He's like, okay. I know. I know. Right. I think like, I've just always been crazy like that. Like I'll just go do adventures and fun trips and, I think, you know, at this point, my parents probably knew not to tell me to not go if that was what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, yeah, my dad and I, like, when we got off the trail, we drove to the kind of closest airport and stayed for a night or two to kind of acclimate. And then I flew up to meet Patrick in Northern California. But, um, yeah, my mom was like, well, if it's going horribly, you know, just get him to drop you off at the closest airport and I'll buy you a ticket home. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Um, but I just kind of knew in my gut, it was just like, I was like, it's going to be the best time ever. And he well, had that he, gut instinct. He had a, um, like a really cute, uh, they're called a casita, but it's kind of like an airstream, but it's like a trailer you hook on. So we took that across the country, like went up to Canada and back down in this little like airstream. And we stayed in RV parks. Was it awesome? It was so fun. We, we went all up the coast of California, Oregon, um, up to like Seattle and then uh, Canada and came back down um, and had the best time. And I was like, that, this is it. So I just kind of knew pretty much within like a few days. I was like, I want to be with this guy. What did you um, learn about him on that trip that made you know this was it? Like what stood out about his personality or his traits? Yeah, I think it was just how good of a guy, good of a guy he is. It was just like, I just knew right away. I'm like, this is like the best person. And we had so much in common um, so he has type one diabetes and he founded and runs a nonprofit for kids and families with type one. And for someone that's just going to like, you know, stop everything they're doing to like 
form a nonprofit to help other people. I mean, I'm just like heart of gold, you know? Yeah. But also so fun and we had great chemistry and it was just easy. It was just really easy. I think that's something that over a lot of dating and a lot of years, sometimes you forget how important it is for it to just be easy and to not be like forced like we talked about. I think it's everything because it's like some people love all the, they think they love all the drama and the intensity of the fighting and the, all that. Yeah. That's no way to live in the long run. I mean, unless whoever's listening loves to live that way, then go you. But for me, like <laughs> I am the same way. Like I don't want to be fighting every day and have all that intense, like hot passion, but then like depths of pain because you're just tearing each other apart all the time. Like that's exactly the word. Yes. And I look back on guys I wasted time on that really weren't, um, I guess maybe just that into me or whatever, where you look back and you were like waiting on a text or a call for days. And it's like, no, that's a big no. Like, why would anyone do that? But I think you get in, um, you forget maybe what you deserve or you forget that it shouldn't be so complicated. And of course there's like levels of playing the game lightly in the beginning and not being too available and all that. But I mean, for the most part, you either vibe with someone and you like each other or you don't. Yeah. And especially in your 30s, come on. Yeah, totally. So yeah. after this 11-day road trip, are y'all like together forever knowing you're getting married? Is it done? Is it, is it like deed done? It's happening. It was for me. It was for me, for sure. Um, he told me he loved me very fast. So I knew like he was committed and we were very much together. And then, and then it became kind of this figuring out the pieces of, um, cause his plan, you know, before we got together, he was headed to, he was moving from California to Asheville. Ooh, I and then love it was like, Asheville. I know. I love Asheville. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up there one day. He loves it. I do too. I mean, it's just the best, yeah, but, um, cool. yeah. So it was just kind of this, it was just more like logistics for a little while and dating longer and, He's always going off and doing these big adventures like climbing mountains and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. So it's just like kind of figuring out the timing. But after that, but yeah, I knew I wanted to be with him pretty much right away. So then y'all had planned this big mountain wedding and COVID hit. So womp, womp, couldn't do that. But y'all ended up having an even more special wedding that y'all just did a little quiet chapel in Arrington, which is beautiful country in Nashville or right yeah. in Nashville with your baby bump. So when did you get pregnant and were y'all planning, trying to get pregnant? Was it an accident? Like how did y'all yeah. been together once you got pregnant? Um, over a year and a half. So were you uh, just saying like, let's not, were you kind of just saying like, if no, we, we were surprised. We were surprised. Okay. We were for sure surprised, but I was instantly like so excited. Um, because I've been wanting, I wanted to be mom for a while. And so even though we weren't trying um, or necessarily planning that, it was, we were, I was super pumped. And so then it was just kind of, and for us, I feel like it was like a God thing of just like helping us almost figure out like a timing and what we wanted. Because I feel like we were in this, we were in this phase where it was like, well, I'm here, my businesses are here you have this nonprofit that's anchored or headquartered in North Carolina. And we were kind of doing this whole push pull back and forth. Where are we going to end up? And 
you know, I was ready to get engaged and move ahead. And he was trying to figure out the logistics of, you know, timing and what's best. And then that happened. And for us, it honestly made things easier. It was like, okay, well, let's take all the guesswork out of it. And now we just, we're going to make this work. Um, and so now I look back and I'm, I wouldn't change a thing because I think it was what we needed. Did he move to, here? Yeah. Yeah. He just ended up, you know, moving here. Um, and so now we're like settled and it's just been good. And um, so we did plan an elopement in Asheville at a, at a hotel there. And it was going to be really, really sweet. And then three days before our wedding, it, the hotel closed. Oh. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, 10 days out. They're like, we're good. We're good. It was at the end of March when everything was just teetering on closing. Missed it by a hair. A hair. Um, and even though it was, it was a still small, but it was like a full wedding. Like my mom is like the best at planning that stuff. And so she'd kind of gone all out and we we're supposed to get married March 28th. Um, and then it ended up just <laughs> the hotel called and they're like, so we can't do the food you wanted. And, but we can have some food for you, but we're just not sure what. And I was like, no, like, I'm not, let's not. <laughs> and then they just ended up all the restaurants closed. And we were like, this is just not, this isn't, this isn't going to make sense, you know? So, um, so yeah, we kind of just weren't sure what to do. And we thought for a second about just going to the courthouse and just doing it like sex in the city style. We're like, oh, that's romantic. Let's do that. And then all the Davidson County courthouses closed. <laughs> and we were like, this is insane. Like, and I think that's all too. We were all just like in shock of what was happening. So it was hard to wrap our brain around like, well, where do we get married? What do we do? There's nothing to do. So finally in like middle April, we, we figured out, we found this little chapel in Arrington and we, we literally did it just the two of us and we took our dog with us. And it was so sweet. It was really so sweet, you know, a really short little ceremony. And then I had someone come take photos and, you know, I, I waited out for a while of like, do we want to do this or do we just want to wait? Like we just want to have the baby and get married later. And, um, I guess I'm maybe, maybe more traditional than I thought I was. Cause the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, I just want to be married when the baby comes. I just do. And, um, so our plan is to have like a party next year on the one year anniversary Love it. And, and yeah, so it kind of worked out great. And I think, I think I always wanted a smaller wedding. The older I got, the more I've wanted a smaller wedding just because the big wedding is just, it just seems more stressful to me than fun. So it worked out, you know, it was really, I'm happy with how, if that all, how it all happened. And then hopefully we can have like a fun party next year and call it a day. You know, Katie, that's what Michael and I did. We eloped on the beach in the Bahamas. We're just like, my family was just there and that was it. And then Michael's dad and brother hopped a plane and made it. But there's like, we had what, like maybe six, seven people there. And it was like, and then. Oh, I love that. I remember that when you posted those photos of y'all eloping. Yes. And we had like our Bahamian family who we've grown up with were there. But it's just like, it was so nice to do a small wedding. And then we did the same thing, had a party after. And it was great because I am. I just get overwhelmed with having to entertain everyone and all the people and all the stuff. And it's like, is everyone having a good time? And everyone's there for you. Okay. I'm like, is it going to be fun for y'all? I can't even enjoy it for myself. I think, yeah. I think that's the way to go. So tell me what you're looking forward to most about motherhood. Oh my gosh. I mean, right now I'm just so pumped about meeting this baby. Cause we don't know the gender. Yeah. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. And I, 
<laughs> so right now my, I mean, of course I'm trying to get the nursery ready and those things, but like, I'm just so excited about meeting this human, this person that I don't know who it is. Oh my God. The greatest day of your life is when you're going to meet that baby. Yeah. I'm so pumped um, about just meeting, meeting this little person. And um, yeah, I'm just so ready for my life to be bigger than me. I get that. Totally you know? that. I thought that same way. Yeah. Aren't you glad you had all that time to let it be you? Yes, I am. And I'm, and I'm, I'm so glad for my life experiences and being able to have so much me time and be selfish and do whatever I wanted to do. But it's like, it's, it's good timing. It's like, I'm like sick of me. <laughs> I'm like, I swear. I felt the same way. I was like, I have done everything I want to do. <laughs> of course I still have things I want to do, but like, right. So ready for something bigger than me. Like I can't, I'm so tired of me. I'm so exhausted with me. Same, same. That's awesome. Um, what a great place could- to be. I can see how having, you know, kids when you're a lot younger, it wouldn't feel like that because you haven't had a lot of you time. But by this point, you know, I've had so many years of adulthood and I'm like, I'm good, you know? Yeah. And I'm so glad for it. I mean, how so many fun yeah. things. I felt the same way. Katie, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Katie, let's talk about K&L swimsuits really fast and then I'm going to wrap up. So tell me how you yeah. decided to start K&L swimsuits. They're gorgeous, amazing oh, swimsuits, so sweet. super sexy. How did you launch this? Like, how did it get going? So my best friend and I from college, we went on a surf trip to Costa Rica. Um, and we were there for like 10 days. And, and this little tiny town in Costa Rica. And, you know, we were in and out of swimsuits all day long. She's from Florida, grew up literally on the beach in Anna Maria Island. And uh, we just, you know, had a few margaritas and we're like, let's start our own swim line, you know? (laughs) And then we just got back and actually decided to do it. Like we found someone. So all of our stuff's made in the U S everything's made in in LA and we just found someone. She's basically like a, like a consultant that helped us get it off the ground. Um, And I think I was just really ready for like a new business kind of venture and something that was creative and something that was totally mine. Mm-hmm. Cause um, even though pure bar is mine on how I run the business, it's still a franchise and it's not something I created, right. you know? Right. So I think I just was really ready for your creative outlet. And, um, but one thing with that, which you might not even realize is that as much fun as it was to design the swimsuits and as much fun as it was for people, once people got them in their hands or bought one, they loved it. But it was very hard to sell swimsuits online. I bet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was very hard to sell swimsuits online. Of uh, we had, you know, a really good. What'd you say? People want to try them on. Yeah, people want to try them on, and so I think looking back, we chose a very hard thing to get into that is e-commerce, and um, we kind of had to pivot. So we started selling and making like athleisure and that has like what's kept us afloat really um there was like a time where i was like i don't know if this is gonna work as much fun as it is to design swimsuits we're not making any money (laughs) (laughs) so uh and also too like make being made in the u.s like everything's a lot more expensive so we kind of had to just look at each other and be like this is fun and we've had the most amazing opportunities because we got to do like miami swim week you know every year and go have a booth and um but like the whole sales aspect of it and having um, like brick and mortar stores pick up our stuff 
was really hard and challenging and a lot of work. And I didn't even know if I really was enjoying it. Like I loved making the swimsuits and I loved the creative side, but the sales part of it, I was like, I don't even really like this and it's hard. And then, so I think we had to be, so now we've kind of, um, stopped focusing so much on being wholesale to brick and mortar stores. And we just really get all of our sales from like Instagram. Like that's the biggest, like, you know, way that we sell is just from our Instagram, but we started doing um, like athleisure stuff and that, that has been really great for us. Like sweats oh, and I biker shorts. Oh, I pay and L sweats. They are the yeah. biggest. Yeah. So we started making clothes and we're about to drop um, like a cover-up line, like mesh cover-ups. And so I think that has been a learning part two of like, are we going to have to pull the plug on this? Is this not working? And then being like, okay, what, what would work for us or what will help? And we still have swim on the side, but it's not like our main focus as fun as it was. I think it just wasn't after a little while, we just had to be like more realistic. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up. I always ask this one question and <laughs> however, whatever comes to mind with everything that you've learned and experienced, um, what do you want people to know? Leave your light. Oh, well, leave my light. That's a great question. Hmm. I think the biggest thing, um, through all of this is to follow your gut, whether it's life stuff or work stuff and just not being afraid to make a mistake and then and like learn from it, you know? Um, I think just like taking those, like taking those moments of inventory of your life and what you're doing and what's working and having like the balls to stop things that aren't working for you, stop relationships that aren't working for you and focus on the ones that are, you know, I think looking back on the things that haven't worked for me or have worked for me, um, is just being really honest about maybe like toxic things in your life or what's not working and. Um, focusing on like who's around you and what you're absorbing that's that's good and makes you better. Amen. Heck yeah. Focus on what's working instead of what's not working. Exactly. Yes. Katie, you're a badass in every aspect of the word. I am so happy for your new season of life with your baby, your hubby, your thrive. Thank you. Messages. And Thank you so much for having me on. I was so honored when you asked. Oh my God. I'm so honored that you came on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I always thought you were just one of the most badass women ever. And you're That's a great friend. We had, before any of us had babies, we had an epic trip to Austin with like seven girls. And we uh, went up and down. Katie, me, all the wives of a thousand horses. Abby Smyers is married to Dan from Dan and Shay. Um, Bree Chandler. We and Bree that was the Katie. best time. Oh my God. We had so much fun fun just rented out in Austin and partied it was great I hope that we can do it again one day <laughs> I know I'm like what are we ever gonna maybe we'll just have to like modify it and like rent a house that's like kid friendly and we all bring our babies <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah am I crazy yeah oh gosh yeah so fun well I love you so much you're amazing you and um I'm hopefully I'm hope I'm I'm hoping I'm gonna get to make it to your baby shower Oh, well, either way, I know. It's a weird time, so whatever you need to do. <laughs> well, I love you, sister, and you're amazing. All right, love you too. Bye. Thank you.
Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.